Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. How to hire copywriters, editors, when we have AI, it's very important topic because we can see many writers can overuse ChatGPT, many other great AI tools, and we can't deny it. So we need to accept, we need to find the way how to use in the right way. That's why I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Eleonora Bolzan. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Eleonora, you know, I'm excited to learn more about that. I know how it's important to cooperate with writers. And uh, let me share my story. Many years ago, like 10 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about anything, but Google changed, updated many times the search engine. So we need to consider that Google is looking for experience, for experts. That's why I change my approaches that we usually do because in digital marketing, we, we can't go another way. We need to update what we have. And today we have a new challenge, AI. <laughs> why challenge? Because many copywriters overuse it uh, or use in the wrong way. That's why I'm so excited about that. Eleonora, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, about your pretty hair that you have and anything that can help our audience to understand more about you. Uh, so first of all, thank you for having me here. And uh, I'm, uh, I became uh, a freelance writer in 2021, so pretty recently. Um, but I made my way up uh, to becoming content manager for Content Wish and SEO content agency today. Um, I, I was uh, an SEO strategist for a big uh, website in the yoga industry uh, in Italy. And then I became an editor and then I became, started uh, training other writers and editors. And then I landed here, basically. Nice, nice. Oh, okay, let's talk about training or teaching someone else because I found it's hard. It's really hard to transfer data in the correct way. Uh, it's the same with ChatGPT when people use it in the wrong way. And I found uh, in writing, it's more important experience than learning. You know, it's better to write, to practice, to improve your skills. Can you tell about your methods, how you teach others? Uh, about improving writing skills uh, and any methods that can help others to uh, use your tips uh, to improve writing skills? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, um, since when I started uh, uh, this career, I set some SOPs. Uh, so that's uh, the, the start, like uh, setting the standard quality that you want to have, the output that you want to, to have from, from your writers. And that's the basis. And then you have to uh, give clear instructions for what uh, each piece of content should have in terms of formatting, structuring, um, punctuation, uh, uh, fluff. Uh, so that that should be, of course, non-existent. And uh, th this is the basis. So that's some you should give your writers something to look at uh, just to start. Then, of course, you cannot hire, hire writers that start from scratch. So at least to have people who have some basis in writing. And then, most importantly, you must give uh, feedback. So not just about uh, uh, formatting or punctuation or language, because everyone nowadays uh, is very fluent in English. So that's not a problem. But you should uh, uh, train people to think uh, about what they write and uh, put themselves in their, uh, in their readers' shoes. 
So give feedback about uh, the content uh, itself. So this, the, the sentences themselves, what's written and how the message is conveyed. And then give good suggestions. So constructive suggestions, not just say, don't do this, don't do that. Just give an alternative, uh, give better alternatives than what uh, the writers are, have already written. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. You know, my loving book about writing, it's not about writing, it's about a guy who didn't have any experience with writing, uh, he didn't have any education, but he had other great points, perseverance, uh, belief, vision to do it. Uh, this book was written by Jack London many years ago. Uh, it's called uh, Martin Eden, you know, and I love this book. It's awesome book. I think anyone can read this book to learn from a guy who uh, didn't get any education, but he decided to become a great writer and he did it. So can you tell about uh, consistency and perseverance, how it's important to use these elements to improve writing skills, to go ahead? Because I remember when uh, Steve, uh, uh, Stephen King said about that, he knows only two things that can help to improve writing skills. Read a lot and write a lot, nothing else. <laughs> so it's yeah. how to do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, that, that's the point. Practice, uh, practice is uh, the the core of writing. Like uh, I started writing since when I was uh, like ten years and uh, ten years old, and uh, all my teachers were impressed by my writing, and that's what uh, helped me to improve my writing and uh, receiving feedback from people. So um, it's not just uh, reading, reading and uh, compare what you read to what you write and uh, have certain goals to make uh, yourself clear and not just uh, write for yourself, but write to, to explain to others and aim to be as, as much clear as possible and add value with what you write, every sentence, every word that you add on paper or in this case on <laughs> Google Docs. And uh, so, yes, of course, uh, this is something that uh, it's crucial for becoming a skilled writer. But most of all, look for feedback from, from people who have more experience than you. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Eleonora, uh, I found on your LinkedIn profile uh, that you uh, use SEO writing. Uh, can you tell more about SEO? Because, you know, I, I remember many years ago, I just added a lot of keywords uh, to the context, Google ranked well. Today, things change, but anyway, we need to consider Google as well. So it's not only to write for uh, people. Yeah, it's important, but we need to remember about search engines because if we don't add keywords, Google doesn't rank, nobody cares, nobody knows about existence of this content. Can you tell how to do it in the correct way? I mean, like to add the right keywords uh, and write for a human. Yeah, uh, so what I advise is using uh, SEO tools for optimization, like uh, Surfer SEO, Phrase, Market Muse, these kind of tools. These are very useful to optimize content, but at the same time, uh, um, keep the reader engaged. So this, yeah, these are great tools because they retrieve uh, terms from uh, all, this, all the pages that are ranking on the SERP. Uh, but at the same time, uh, um, you shouldn't be too much focused on the on the score for optimization of these tools. 
because sometimes uh, they don't uh, compare well uh, what's uh, the content inside the pages themselves and uh, um, the value that it provides to the reader. So there should be uh, some balance between adding keywords and uh, what you write. Sometimes I notice that writers tend to uh, do lots of keyword stuffing, but then it doesn't make sense and it's very heavy. So um, the key is balance and uh, uh, finding the right uh, <clears throat> balance again between uh, the the number of times that you use certain keywords and the the, num the, the content that you write. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, let's talk about this balance. You know, it's very tricky you know, to have this balance because in my life, I have the balance everywhere. In my job, my family, the balance uh, between tasks. I have a lot of tasks, so I need to choose the right one because uh, if you have only two hands, uh, limited time, like 16 hours a day, yeah, 16 hours, I can sleep eight hours. And uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to uh, do anything, but uh, I found that uh, everyone, everyone is on the same boat, like Elon Musk. Elon Musk has 16 hours a day. He needs to sleep as well. And uh, I remember when Bill Gates said about that, uh, for example, if he has product A and product B, after investing X amount of money on to product A and product B, uh, if product B can sell two times more, the next time he will ignore product A. He will invest all efforts to product B. It's the same with uh, any other task because I see when webmasters create huge list of topics, uh, a big content plan, but with limited resources. Uh, and it's hard to take, uh, to create content for all topics and we don't need to do it because quality is key. It's more important, less, but quality. Can you tell about priorities, how to set up the right priorities uh, and choose uh, topics that will help more than if you create mediocre content for all topics that you have about uh, your niche? Yeah, uh, if you are, of course, familiar with SEO, and I think you are, you know that there are parent, uh, uh, you should uh, set up your content plan with uh, silos and uh, set up and establish which one are parent pages and which one would be child pages. So, uh, of course, uh, priorities should be given according to volume, but also according to what you as a human being think that uh, would be interesting as a, a reader or as, or as a person to know. Because sometimes also uh, when you use SEO tools, they have very low volume, but very important keywords. Like um, I can't find an example right now, but uh, sometimes it happens that uh, something can be overlooked and it's very important because maybe it will bring you uh, more high quality traffic than more, more bigger keywords. So. Yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's okay. how you should set your priorities. Nice, nice. I, I love your smile. You know, you know, when you, I see people with a good smile, that means they have positive mindset. And without positive mindset, I don't know how to achieve any results because people, when they're so serious, you know, think, oh, I need to <laughs> achieve results. I need to set up my goals. Guys, relax. You know, if you don't enjoy the process, you can't get anything um, and yeah it's more important to enjoy and to go ahead uh, with loving what you do because you know once i had business um, i created many projects but uh, i remember this one uh, very well because i invested resources for three years 
a lot of resources. I failed. I gave up with this project because uh, I didn't love it. I didn't enjoy the process. I hated Monday. I loved Friday. <laughs> so then after three years, I got it. No way. I, it's better to forget about this money, about my time. Just go ahead. It's experience. Uh, yeah, that's why I love smiling <laughs> than to be serious. Okay, Eleonora, uh, let's talk about AI. Can you tell how to use AI in the correct way? Because uh, I have my AI tool that can help to create content for all website pages. In the homepage, you can find a golden button. Guys, it's not golden button. You know, it's just uh, help. You know, my tool can help to create content at scale and you need to edit to adapt. Any tips how you use AI in the correct way? Uh, first of all, you should uh, put uh, the right keywords. So you should know exactly what, uh, what's your goal from this output. And then you should give AI clear instructions on what you expect to, to have as a result. Because uh, what I noticed uh, is that if you just put uh, what you have in mind or random sentences, uh, AI can't uh, give you what you want. But because these tools are developing, uh, are being developed so rapidly, uh, they can understand uh, very specific instructions. You just have to know what you want. And uh, uh, also I noticed that, for example, I use uh, AI for editing sometimes. So, you know, there are some tools that uh, uh, offer content rephrasing. But uh, if you have a paragraph that's badly written and uh, it's it's not clear already, AI will make it worse <laughs> instead of making it look better. So uh, all lies in the input that you give to AI. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to ask you about uh, creating something new with AI, because in most cases, it's a rewriting tool, the best rewriting tool ever. Rewriting, not writing. <laughs> you know, uh, you can't get something new, unique with, by using AI. And nobody cares about a new piece of content that you can find in other places. And it's, uh, you know, it's the same like uh, when you ask uh, uh, from your friends about review, about a new movie. And I often get the reply, something like this. Uh, nothing special. I watched the same plot. Uh, and I think it's the same with users. They are not interested to get uh, the same content. Okay, with better grammar, but uh, it's not unique. Yeah. Can you tell about creativity? How to be creative by using AI? Uh, I think that it depends on the tool, but uh, if you do your own research, on the topic that you want to write about, then that will be creative because you have done your own research and included what you think that's better. If you just uh, give AI, just write me an article about X topic and it uh, creates the outline, the, the paragraphs uh, and, and it finds the resources, of course, that's already seen and written and just a replication of what's uh, already there. But if you uh, put some effort uh, in, uh, in preparing what you want to, to create, that will be more, that will be original. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I usually use chat GPT, uh, more, you know, with other goals, uh, I usually edit because I can 
write something, uh, be, uh, the worst grammar ever, you know. Uh, it, for me, it's hard to uh, build all my thoughts, but I send all this information to ChatGPT and ask one prompt, please edit, <laughs> edit, uh, uh, because uh, I can get uh, the best grammar, awesome text uh, with my thoughts. Uh, what do you think about editing? What kind of quality you can get by editing on ChatGPT without writing? Uh, well, I haven't uh, tried ChatGPT for editing, so I don't really know what, <laughs> what to reply here. Ah, okay. Okay, guys, I can share my experience because uh, I usually use for editing and translation, two, two features that I use a lot because uh, Editing, editing is good. Of course, it's better to check out uh, the second time on Grammarly. Uh, you can use Hemingway. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you can write the copy. And uh, uh, once I've learned about Stephen King, uh, and he told he usually writes from scratch without editing. He doesn't consider any editing. Then uh, when he gets uh, the first copy, he can uh, ask editors uh, to help with that because he has a team of editors, uh, great book offers uh, usually have plus 10 editors, a lot. Some of them can check out grammar, grammar stuff, others can uh, emotion, I don't know, uh, many things. So uh, that's why I usually use ChatGPT to ask the same prompts. Please, okay, I wrote the text. Uh, I need to be more emotion, friendly, simple, just edit all uh, nonsense that I wrote before, <laughs> something like this. And that's good for uh, translation as well. I translated to Russian and Ukrainian language because I can speak them. And yeah, I check out. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Uh, Eleonora, uh, let's talk about setting the right prompts. You mentioned that you can uh, add keywords. And once I uh, I saw a tweet from Elon Musk when he used ChatGPT and uh, he asked a long question with a lot of details. I even spent a few times to read this question to understand uh, Elon Musk's point. Uh, but anyway, I found that he doesn't use generic questions like, please write an article about weight loss or something like this. Uh, because million, a million others can do it as well if you don't use the right prompts. Can you tell how to find the right uh, prompts? Because you mentioned about keywords. So how to add keywords and tell ChatGPT, please use these keywords and write uh, some special text for me. <laughs> uh, yes, of course, like uh, you have to write the topic that you want to write about. You have to set the tone. You have to um, be specific in general, like uh, how many words should be dedicated for each paragraph. Um, what's the goal of the paragraph? What's the style? Um, maybe you can uh, give uh, examples of what to look at. Uh, so. It's like a, like we writers. If you just leave them do whatever they want, uh, they will, will do whatever they want. If you give clear instructions and uh, very specific uh, instructions, uh, that will be the output will be better. Mm -hmm. Eleonora, uh, let's talk about hiring the right people. Can you tell how to find the right writers? Because uh, I think that I used Upwork, even Fiverr, many years ago. I don't do it anymore. Uh, it's not that you can't find great writers. I still get a lot of case studies when people phone great writers on these platforms. That's okay. But I found it's better to find 
offers who have proven record, you know, so it, it takes more time to find them. Can you tell your methods how to find great writers who will uh, create great text for website? Yeah, sure. Uh, so first of all, uh, we use both uh, Upwork and LinkedIn for finding writers. Mm -hmm. um, LinkedIn uh, works better. We contact direct directly the writers that we want to um, we want to assess, and then everything lay, lay, uh, lies on just assessing the writers' uh, skills. So it's not just uh, reading their cover letters or their previous samples, but uh, giving them a sample to write about or an original and getting an original sample from them and check out that and compare it with uh, the quality that uh, um, they they made uh, they had before so first of all ask them uh, uh, for a, a cover letter with the clear instructions so like uh, we ask them to write a, a short uh, introduction on why they want to, to work for, for us and a lot of people just uh, copy paste uh, previous cover letters from uh, other job postings, so that's uh, that already eliminates a lot of people. And uh, after that, you check their samples, you assess their grammar, they call it a work, uh, and then you can you can think of it. Yeah, maybe there is potential, but then maybe that's because the client asked them to do so. After uh, having uh, assessed, uh, having scanned uh, over six uh, for four hundred writers. I can tell that uh, there is no potential in writers, uh, just uh, they either can write or they cannot. And uh, then when you decide to assess someone because you think that they actually they are actually pretty skilled, you give them uh, an assessment test with uh, an, a brief with a clear instruction of what the assessment should look like. And then if everything looks good, uh, you interview them and then you can onboard them. But uh, uh, what uh, was a game changer in my experience was uh, having a scorecard for uh, each assessment and giving scores for uh, some uh, specific points in the writing. Like uh, I was uh, about to edit and deliver this article. So if that article would be deliverable, I would uh, onboard the writer. If not, uh, I would just uh, disc discard them. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, let's talk more about technical aspect okay you use linkedin because um, upwork i understand how to use upwork i think everyone knows how to use upwork just to create the task uh, you can get re requests you can invite others but what about linkedin can you tell technical aspect how to use linkedin to find writers uh yeah so we have uh, an hr uh, specialist that uh, um just uh, the research is uh, for people on uh, on LinkedIn, and she puts uh, specific filters for uh, skills, uh, previous companies where the writers might have worked, and uh, uh, specific locations. So location depends on your budget and the kind of, of quality you're looking for, of course. So that's pretty much it. And then you mm -hmm. have to go manually through that, but then you can also use, of course, uh, LinkedIn ads, but that will get get you more applicants and more random people. So if you have already some people with experience and proven experience, that would be better. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, after finding uh, the right uh, people on LinkedIn, uh, can you tell how to reach out to them? How to ask, uh, okay, uh, I have a project. I want to cooperate with you, but I need to check out your skills. Any tips how to do it right? Yeah, uh, you must have, uh, like, we are using a tool for uh, um, um, uh, for the whole hiring process that's called, called uh, Workello. So we have uh, a job posting that we share with them and we 
tell them, uh, hi, we're looking for, for writers. And you can have a look at this job posting. If you are interested, just apply. So you have to put first your budget and then uh, the skills that are required and what's in, in it for them. So not just uh, uh, tell them I'm looking for a, ran a random writer, just ask them uh, what specific requirements they should have. For example, we look for people with uh, previous, previous experience and the proofs of this experience. And then make uh, your offer attractive. Like uh, why do should they want to work for you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, I found that um, uh, great writers uh, usually busy, you know, they are busy with other projects uh, and uh, it's hard to tell them, okay, please find time for me, write for me. I have some specific project. Can you tell how to convince them or how to negotiate or any other tips uh, that uh, it's important to cooperate with you and tell more about technical aspect of, uh, uh, I mean, like for setting the task, uh, okay, it's the task, uh, I need to get uh, this topic, uh, headline, keywords, uh, description, our format. So any tips about that? Uh, yeah, so about uh, convincing someone to work for you, you should yeah. uh, be credible. Yeah, <laughs> you should be credible. So you should have at least a website where you, where it's explained what you do, uh, because if you're a private client, it's more difficult to assess uh, what what will look like to work with you. For example, once I worked with a client that had uh, a very deep web uh, website, uh, so I couldn't understand what uh, their uh, their company was all about. So it's more difficult uh, for someone to want to apply with you. And then, of course, uh, like we are an agency, so we have constant workload. So it's more convenient for, for a writer to set up uh, time for us and have constant work uh, rather than working with the random clients and don't know whether they can uh, bring bread to the table the next day. So uh, you should find uh, strong points for working with you. And of course, like if you're a freelancer, uh, you should know that if the writer is a freelancer, you should they should know that uh, there are ins and outs uh, for working with an agency or working for di di different clients, of course. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, Eleonora, I opened a profile on LinkedIn, uh, company Content Wish, so <laughs> your company. And can you tell about this message? conversion-oriented content that drives results. I'm interested about that because, you know, once I spoke with a webmaster who lost 400,000 traffic, a lot of traffic, but he didn't lose any sales. So he had a lot of traffic that didn't convert, didn't sell. And uh, I found it's a big issue when uh, companies open keyword research tools, uh, check out volume, can see, wow, huge volume. I want to get these keywords. I need to rank them. Uh, in the first stage, it's hard. It's really hard to overcome uh, big websites that uh, have this keyword uh, in the top 10. I mean, like even Wikipedia, many others. Uh, the second point, it doesn't mean that you can convert, even if you find resources to overcome others, to create much better content, to promote, to get results on Google, but it doesn't mean that you can convert. So can you tell how to choose the right keywords that will bring sales in the end? <laughs> That's all the game. <laughs> um, 
so uh, usually our clients give us the keywords that they want to write about so uh we don't choose the keywords uh, um, the topics we just uh, um, do the work of writing the content uh, we have seen that uh, um, all the content that was written with the surfer seo brought uh, lots of results both for our website portfolio and uh, our clients so for example uh it was some months ago I wrote uh, an article for a pretty difficult keyword with Surfer. And after two months, we ranked the first, uh, like, uh, with, a, with a website that had a DR on HREFs, like, uh, about, it was 15 or something. So if you choose the, a keyword that's rankable and uh, has pretty decent volume and you have uh, a low DR, you, you can rank if you have a quality content. Of course, like it's not the content that makes uh, makes it possible by itself. You must have a website that uh, has a good domain, uh, good backlinks, good internal links, uh, like everything that uh, is fundamental in SEO, not just the content. But if the content is well written and uh, contains valuable information, it can rank outrank uh, even big websites because sometimes uh, uh, the problem with the content that ranks that is already ranking is that. Uh, yeah, the websites are big, so are, are trusted by Google, but they don't answer the search intent and uh, the, the reader's uh, intent. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about well-written, valuable content. You mentioned about that, uh, and I know value is very important. I don't know how to get results without value, but how to measure this quality? How to measure it's valuable, it's well, okay, well-written, okay. We can measure Hemingway, Grammarly, many other tools, even on ChatGPT, but uh, I'm interested about value. How do you know that content is valuable? Yeah, I think that uh, Grammarly and Hemingway are good tools for assessing like uh, language quality and readability but they don't tell you if an article is well written because like you can get a 99 on Grammarly and have a perfect uh, article, but that doesn't mean that it's uh, without fluff or everything that's written is correct. So first of all, first of all, there should be fact checking by the editors and there should be no fluff. What I mean by fluff here is anything that uh, doesn't make sense in the article or anything that uh, like from the reader's point of view is obvious or unnatural or just, uh, you know, sometimes people just uh, start uh, writing from their guts and write anything that comes to their mind, uh, you should remove all of that. <laughs> sometimes uh, you have uh, no transitions or <laughs> you have uh, very long paragraphs that don't say anything or repetitions. That's what, the, what doesn't provide value. So what what's left is value. Everything else should be removed. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you remind me uh, the quote, uh, if you uh, say something in uh, 50 words, don't use 100 words, you know. So, you know, because people love to extend content and I stopped cooperate with writers who charge for uh, the quality. I mean, like for a thousand words, for, uh, because uh, people who charge for the number of words, they usually uh, 
try to add more words, you know, but it's not about quality. It's not about users and uh, big publications uh, like Forbes, many others. They usually charge for uh, an article and offer can write article like a week and uh, the price depends on quality. If people read this article, if they love it, they can uh, hire one more time to cooperate with this offer. So yeah, it's more important about research. Eleonora, you mentioned in the beginning about uh, tools, market news, uh, Surfer SEO. You mentioned a few times Surfer SEO uh, phrase. So can you tell uh, which tools work better for you and what kind of advantages you found by using uh, some of these tools? Yeah, so the tools that uh, the tool that I used the most was Surfer because like uh, that was the how I became a freelance writer. <laughs> um, and I think I find that it works pretty well for me uh, because it allows you to have uh, pretty good optimization, and uh, uh, you can also select the terms that you want to include uh, and uh, the competitors that you want to compare your content to. So it's uh, more customizable on some uh, on the content editor side, and also uh, now it has some pretty cool features like uh, a, con a content audit and uh, keyword research and SERP uh, analyzer. These are all very useful tools uh, uh, if you're right, uh, because like it allows you to have more insights uh, about uh, how your content should look like. Um, I also uh, started using, phrase, using phrase recently and it's a big advantage is that it shows you all the outlines of your competitors. So you can do much quicker research than uh, with other tools because you can already select which topics uh, you should cover. You can understand which, what is important, what is not. Um, while Market Muse is more SEO oriented, so also it gives you a score uh, to your content according to the competitors, but I think that's, uh, that's for very technical people and less uh, handy for writers. So it depends mm -hmm. on the kind of user. Mm -hmm. You know, Jeff Coyle spoke on my podcast. He uh, filmed a video about uh, uh, creating the right uh, marketing strategy, advanced research. Uh, he's co-founder of Market News. Uh, and uh, yeah, I spoke with uh, uh, some specialists in surfer SEO, uh, but you gave good feedback about <laughs> uh, phrase. Yeah, it's interesting because I use phrase as well. Um, Eleonora, I have the question about mistakes. You know, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them, you know, but I don't know another way how to learn because it's hard to get the right knowledge, you need to practice to make your hands dirty, then you can analyze what actually will work uh, for you, especially in marketing. You can write a lot of text uh, and don't get any results. That's part of the process. And I'm interested about mistakes that people can avoid before doing them. Can we list mistakes that people still do, writers still do, and your tips how to find a much better way? Well, that's an amazing question. Uh, mistakes that people still do. Uh, first of all, formatting mistakes. Uh, you might find it odd, but there are still people who uh, write, uh, don't use headings or use headings in the wrong way. So that's something. Um, and this is just uh, by giving uh, outlines 
to writers, for example, that's something very useful because they can understand what, go, what goes first, what is the biggest section, and the section, the subsections that should go below, like H3 and H4. Um, Mm, other mistakes uh, uh, in writing. Yeah, well, uh, anchor text. This is something pretty hard to to teach people how to to use them and how to do how to link to external and insert internal resources. Uh, so, for example, uh, we have uh, content plans from our clients, and we tell writers to find. Uh, internal linking opportunities, and they still sometimes don't get it. So uh, what I did to solve this problem was uh, like uh, doing Loom videos and explanations on how I, I think about it and how they should try to do that. And giving clear explanations and examples is how you get people to do what you want. Um, other mistakes? Um, uh, um, it's very subjective. Depends on the on the type that, of content that you're writing. Mm -hmm. uh, Eleonora, I have the question about uh, your experience. You know, I have some students in my network who are looking for ways how to get the right skills, how to learn from scratch, and I know it's important to do it. For example, I usually get uh, better results with clients who understand SEO. If they don't understand, I tell them, okay, I have course, take this course, spend time to learn the basic, because in my course, uh, many great experts like Lily Ray, Mike Phillips, uh, Jeff Coyle, uh, Chelsea Alves, many others, uh, they share a lot of great lessons about SEO, how it works. We spend so much time uh, explaining about uh, creating high quality content, why it's important, because we can't get results without high quality content. And uh, I found when people understand the basic, they can, uh, we can cooperate like a cohesive team. We can get uh, great results. But if they feel that, okay, I give this task for uh, experts, specialists, uh, without understanding, it's hard. It's really hard to get results. So uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about writing? What would I do today? Sorry. Yeah, to learn about writing. To learn about uh, writing? Yes, yes. For example, okay. if you need to write text, uh, great text, valuable text, but you have no experience, you didn't write even one word in your life, uh, you forget about schools, just you need to start from scratch. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, of course, I would take a course. Uh, like when I started, I took a Surfer SEO free course. Uh, someone uh, handed it to me. Uh, so I will start to understand uh, the industry that I'm I'm looking to work in. So, of course, start from the basics. And then I don't know if I would take uh, a writing course, maybe. Uh, but most of all, I would try to understand uh, what's important and what is not important uh, um, in the job that uh, I want to do. So mm -hmm. if I want, if I wanted to learn writing, uh, I would start to look for how the content should look like and uh, uh, look at how big websites are written and uh, what kind of publishers uh, have uh, uh, decent articles. 
and I would try to imitate them. So mm -hmm. by trying to aim for a certain quality, I would try to practice that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think, uh, you know, you can take all courses. You can learn all articles, all books, uh, read them. But if you do nothing, you get nothing. You need to practice. Practice is more important than overlearning. And uh, personally, I can't learn a teeny percent of new publications, posts that appeal every single day about ACO. I have no time to do it. But even great experts like Neil Patel, who spoke on my podcast, he told he he doesn't read any SEO news because he doesn't have time with that. <laughs> he Neither prefers, do I. <laughs> yeah, he prefers to practice, to do something. And um, uh, I remember when Bill Gates said about that, when he reads books, he usually makes notes and he thinks how I can implement something, uh, these insights, because it's not about learning. It's more about practice. Uh, just do it. Just uh, start writing every single day yeah that's simple of course you need to learn but in most time to practice okay eleonora and my final question about the future can you predict the future what kind of future will be because we have ai many people can think that ai can replace them you know in the future so your thoughts about the future uh, well, yes, AI will uh, wipe out uh, a good deal of writers, especially low-level writers. So especially, um, I'm sorry about that, but uh, cheaper writers, uh, because some, uh, some, most of the times they, don't, they are not uh, so skilled uh, in writing. So AI can easily uh, replace them because it can write a better copy and uh, in much less time. Uh, but uh, editors and uh, expert writers will be still needed, uh, um, not just because they can do the research and use AI in a good way, but also because they can do fact-checking and uh, add their own uh, uh, ideas and originality to the text that uh, AI can write. So AI might be self-sufficient and uh, it can develop greatly more than what, what is uh, doing already. Um, but humans will be still needed, uh, especially because like humans have opinions. AI doesn't have opinions, so humans will set uh, more trends. AI will just uh, replicate what's already there. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell even more. AI uh, is not replacing uh, low writers. Uh, it did it <laughs> now because AI yeah. replaced all low uh, people uh, with mediocre writing because. Uh, if you have some tasks for uh, cheap, for writers who charge uh, not a lot, uh, you can get much better results, much faster by using AI just for a few seconds. <laughs> no. Yeah, and you don't have to fight with them to give them feedback and explain them how to write better. It just does that and you can just publish it. So. Nice, nice, Eleonora. It's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Uh, well, I'm not very active yet, but of course they, you can reach out, uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn and I will be more than uh, happy to reply to your questions and inquiries. 
Okay, guys, you can find the link to LinkedIn profile in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love it. Thank you. So valuable. Uh, guys, you need to follow Eleanor on LinkedIn. Reach out to her and uh, keep doing and practice more than learning. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.